0: Welcome to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smichael, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I got to tell you, this whole idea that people burn out, are burning out, or are burnt out, it's real. It's not just people whining, moaning, and groaning. It's real. I was doing a webinar yesterday for a group of long-term care administrators, and one of the women asked, how am I supposed to keep driving when I've run out of gas? So this is a real deal, and we're going to talk about how we beat burnout. I wanted to tackle this topic because I see so many people who, like that woman, just don't have any more gas. I was talking with a physician client about the wonderful treatment that I get from my GI doc. He takes as much time with me as I need. He explains things. He answers every single question really thoroughly. Dr. Banagura treats me with real respect. I can tell, I can feel that he cares about Joanne, that I'm not just another patient with the same problems that he sees every day. So while I was singing his praises to this physician, she looked at me with this sadness. And I asked her, Why are you looking at me like that? He's a great doctor, and I really appreciate the concern he shows for me as a whole person. Her response, it, it hurt my heart. She said, Joanne, that's the kind of doctor I want to be. It's why I went to med school. But I'm so tired now, I just can't be that doctor. I really can't. I don't have it in me anymore. Well, hearing her say that broke my heart. She went on to tell me about how she knows she's impatient with her patients. She said she isn't always proud of the care that she gives. Those were hard admissions for her. They were very hard things for her to say, to express, and even to admit to herself. And they were a big red flag that she's burned out. As we kept talking, she told me how she felt bounced between hospital senior administration patients, her immediate bosses, insurance companies, staying current on her certifications. The list just kept going on and on. And she kept telling me how she was feeling that it was evident that she was really struggling. This young woman was in pain. And think about it. Here's this talented physician who has so much to give to her patients, to her profession, but she's so beat down that she can't be effective. Yeah, yep, she's burned out. The conversation disheartened me. And it made me wonder how many people are pushing through, getting by, and just on the edge. How many people are just not finding fulfillment in their career, in their work, or even in their lives? So I want to first give you some signs of burnout. And you might be thinking, Joanne, you're wasting my time. A person should know if they're burned out or not. But that isn't so. Think about how often you function on autopilot. We're not always aware of our exhaustion, of our depletion, because we've gotten so accustomed to running on empty. I've heard so many people say that they're accustomed to not sleeping well, to not getting enough rest, to poor nutrition, to fractured relationships. My point is this. You have to stop, reflect, and pay attention to the signals in your mind, in your body, and in your behavior. And I wanna start with the mind. You could be facing burnout or in the midst of it or headed for a crisis if you find a lot of these things going on in your head and in your heart. Do you feel like a victim? Like you don't have any control? Do you feel unmotivated? that your goals have little or no meaning anymore? Are you anxious? Are you nervous? Are you worried? Do you feel stuck? Do you sometimes feel helpless? Are you often defensive? Are you having trouble concentrating? Those are some of the mental red flags that indicate burnout, but let's think now about your body Physical signals that you need to take note of. There are a lot of them, but I only want to run through, oh, five or six. Are you eating more or less than normal? Are you having GI troubles like nausea, indigestion, acid reflux, or some other digestive issues? Are you having more headaches than normal? Do you feel tense in your muscles? Are you tired? Are you fatigued? What's going on with your heartbeat? Is it rapid? Does it get irregular? Last, are you short of breath or are you breathing really fast? So we looked at the mental, just spent a little time on the physical. Now I want us to look at your behaviors. I want to assess your actions and your reactions. Here are a few questions for you to just ponder, just to think about. Are you crying a lot? Are you shouting more? Are you clenching your jaws? That's one of mine. I do clench my jaws. Are you grinding your teeth? Do you feel physically off balance? Are you pacing? Are you restless? As you think about those questions, they can give you real insights on your mind, your body, and your behavior. You should be getting some clues just by reviewing those questions of whether you're burned out or on the road to burnout. It's not always conscious, so we have to be reflective. That deep dive will help you figure out whether your stressors are taking over your life. You got to be aware and ready to deal with your unique symptoms of burnout. Now, let's assume you answered a lot of those questions in the affirmative. That's a sign that you need to take action. What can you do to beat it? First thing first, get a thorough physical. From the rooter to the tutor, from the head to the toe, make the time to get every test needed to assess your physical state. Even the creepy, really invasive tests, get them done. Don't skimp on that, make time for it and make it a priority. I wanna move on a little bit more to a few other strategies for beating burnout. My question to you is this, what are you doing for stress reduction? I'm not gonna start with all that nutrition or that other stuff. I want to start with the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Are they positive? Are they affirming? Do they leave you feeling good and wanting to spend more time with them? That's a really important starting point, assessing the people in our worlds. Let me tell you this. It is okay to fire your friends. It is okay to create space from family. You have to protect your well-being by being selective about who you let into your space. A psychologist led me through a really interesting activity. She said, draw three concentric circles and make them large enough to write in. In the inner circle, write the names of all the people who affirm you, who enhance your life, who are positive forces, and people who bring you joy. Now, In that next ring, she said, write the names of the people who are generally positive influences and generally supportive. They're not toxic, but they don't give you the same lift as the people in that inner circle. That last circle was reserved for the people who drain you in any number of ways. Maybe they're pessimists who bring you down. Maybe they put you down. Maybe they're passive-aggressive. Maybe they're just plain mean, nasty people. Maybe they drain your bank account. Only you know who's draining and what's draining for you. The people in the drainer circle have to be addressed. You can have a conversation with them and tell them what you need to feel better in the relationship. You can ask them to explain their behavior or you can just fire them. The interesting thing about firing the drainers is that you will not miss them. Let me say that again. You're not going to miss them. You're going to have more space, more time, and more energy to cultivate affirming relationships. All right, let's move on. Let's move to the basics. Nutrition, exercise, and rest. You might be thinking, Joanne, I am already burned out. Don't put more on my plate. Listen, I'm not suggesting that you become a vegan overnight and start running marathons and begin sleeping like a baby just because you listen to this podcast. Here's what I suggest. Decide on just one healthy habit that you'll commit to doing twice a week. It may be two days where you replace soda with water, two days where you walk for 15 minutes, Two days where you go to bed an hour earlier. Tackle the changes that will positively impact your well being in small bites. That way you won't get frustrated and give up. Doing the little stuff begins to allow you to clear your head. And that's the next thing I want you to consider to beat burnout. Clear your head. This may mean talking with your rabbi, your priest, your minister, your spiritual advisor. It may mean enlisting the aid of a therapist. It may mean removing yourself from your life for a private retreat. Whatever you have to do, clear your head. Once your head is clear, you can begin clarifying your core values. Burnout often comes because we're not working or living in alignment with our core values. When you get clarity about your core values, you're better able to shuffle your priorities to create alignment. So what does that look like in real time? There was a really uh, difficult, stressful period in my life. I was really forcing myself and had to force myself to practice better self-care. While I was in the middle of the storm, it was very clear that my head was not on straight and that I was not thinking straight. One of the techniques that I used to surface my core values was thinking really seriously about what would matter when I'm dead. I know that sounds morbid, but we're all going to be dead someday and people are going to be saying something about us. So I started thinking about what's going to matter when I'm dead and gone. It is not going to matter one bit that I wrote, a bunch of articles, that I spoke at a bunch of conventions, that I served a bunch of clients, that I did consulting, that I did individual developmental work with people. That is not going to matter. But it will matter that I spent time with the people that I love. It will matter that I served my God by serving his people. It will matter that I lived in peace and really found the love of myself. That's what's going to matter. I'm not going to pretend that discovering my core values was easy, because it wasn't. It required a lot of soul searching, a lot of solitude, and a lot of sometimes really painful reflection about myself and about the choices that I made. Coming to terms with those values allowed me to shift. And it's through shifting that we can craft really meaningful priorities. And that is the next step in beating burnout. The scariest part about redefining priorities is, for me at least, it was coming to the realization that I can't have it all, I can't do it all, and I can't be it all. Some things and some people had to be shed. When we're able to and when we're willing to realign our priorities, we limit our activities so that we only do the things or we primarily do the things that add the most value to our lives. That may mean changing careers or jobs so that we can maximize our energy because energy and time are not limitless. Both both of them, both our energy and our time, have to be treated as precious commodities because they are. So now, think about your redefined priorities. Think, just think about that. What would they look like? Invite the people that you love and trust into your discovery process. Find out what they've observed about you. Find out what they've experienced with and from you. Being supported and asking for their support is not a sign of weakness. Asking for help is actually a demonstration of wisdom and strength. I'm saying hang up your Superman, your Superwoman cape and reach out for the support that you need in redefining your priorities. When you realign your priorities, you'll be able to set goals that align with those priorities. Make sure they're realistic. I'm not saying don't stretch yourself. I'm saying don't set yourself up for failure by setting goals that are unattainable in the beginning. I want you to be flexible enough to consider reformulating your goals so they meet your evolving needs. While your core values may be fixed, priorities and goals can and should shift. Create opportunities for skill development to make reaching the goals possible, to make it probable. Find ways to get new experiences that are on track with your redefined priorities and goals. What else can you do to beat burnout? Well, you can develop broader interests that take you out of what you know and into uncharted territory. Me, who has not an athletic cell in her body, not an athletic bone in her body, recently started playing golf. Now, I just told you, I'm not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination. And this was really obvious during my first lesson when the balls were going everywhere except where they were supposed to. And when I went out for my first solo practice session, it was even more obvious to everybody on the putting green then I'm going to need a lot of practice, a lot of practice. Trying new, different, challenging things diverts your attention and gives you a new repertoire of skills and competencies. Push past your own reservations and your own fears and commit to learning something new. Maybe it'll be cooking classes, maybe it'll be joining a book group, or maybe I'm going to see you on the golf course one day gotta promise not to laugh at me. Developing new interests exposes you to new and different people. These may be people who enrich your life or advance your career, but you won't know until you meet them. It's not easy to try new things. I was really uncertain when I started the first golf lesson In the back of my mind, I heard the voice of a friend who told me I was too old to learn golf, and I kept hearing that in the recesses of my mind. I had to turn that negative message off and focus on expanding my horizons and challenging myself to do something new. Most of the other people in the class were taking it to refresh their skills. My only saving grace was that I had a really cute golf outfit. I got the wardrobe before I got the skills. So to beat burnout, acknowledge your fears, acknowledge your concerns, acknowledge your reservations, and then push past them. The stressors you're experiencing are very real. Don't dismiss them. Don't do that. Don't let anyone else minimize your feelings. Assess your level of burnout and then go deep, Go deep to craft a plan to address it. You have the power and the potential to revive and renew yourself. Ultimately, the question for beating burnout is, what have you done for you lately? I hope you found some tools in this podcast that you can use to direct your energy to live a renewed, refreshed life. A life that reflects what you hold most dear. One that enables you to contribute all of your phenomenal potential and to shine your unique light in your life and in our world. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.